Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit takechargeofyouair.com today. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. So you see, my patience is growing thin. Welcome to Really Good Shares. I'm AJ Delario. And yes, that was a different theme. And we are doing something new on the show today. But first, Really Good Shares is a podcast about expanding the definition of recovery and talking with people I want to learn from who I've looked at and said, I want what they have. Normally, you'll hear storytelling and in interviews about grief and self-examination and therapy and personal growth and getting better, but not in a squishy way. But today, it's our first Pretty Good Shares. These are looser, chattier episodes with guests, some of whom have been featured in other RGS episodes. But when I need to recalibrate, these are some of the people I talk to. And you'll also hear our producer Julian's voice from time to time in these episodes. So today is Holly Whitaker. Holly first appeared on the show as part of the Edith Zimmerman episode, Drawn Out, where she reads Edith's My First Year Sober comic. I don't drink anymore. Can you believe it? Uh, that was her yelling out the window. Anyway, as you may know, Holly became world famous thanks to her book, Quit Like a Woman, which became a New York Times bestseller. And she also went on to found a recovery business called Tempest. Now she's talking to me from her home in upstate New York, where she's taking some time to recharge. So what you're going to hear today are some snippets of our convo that I think could be useful and practical for any human who's attempting to practice self-reflection in a healthy, less judgy, less yell-at-yourself way. We'll have more of these in upcoming weeks as we pull together the longer RGS episodes you're used to. Sound good? And that's okay. It only has to sound pretty good. Now, our first segment has Holly and I talking about the role of self-worth, which she studied and incorporated into many of her TED Talky things she does. So I was reading, Holly, a list of some topics which we could discuss for this conversation, like uh, how do we talk about our journeys without saying journeys? Have you lost the ability to be anything except professionally vulnerable? But then this happened. So whatever one you feel like you can dive into, just do it. Uh, this says right here, 
I just hate myself, and it's not even based on a specific thing. Just I don't deserve shit. I used to think that was healthy. Is this you, Julian, or is this me? Or is it me? Or is it all three of us? This <laughs> <laughs> is just my cry for help. <laughs> it's like, yeah, God, it's like a hostage situation. Wow. <laughs> we were talking about a topic for the suicide episode, and it just ended. Everybody up in responded point. to that all at once, so it's just fine. That's yeah. definitely my inner monologue. <laughs> um, but uh, well, here's here's what here's what I think this was. Spun off of the your dad and the coffee story, right? Is that where this came from initially? So, Holly, oh, this is really interesting. So, okay. you, know, you you get Julian's whole vibe right now, by now, right? I mean, just yeah. like you know, gentle spirit, right? And yes. very kind and accommodating. And you know, when you say nice things, he touches his heart like this, and all his <laughs> all his plants basically sing in the background the whole time, you know. And they, uh, but, yes. so. We so he was when he was home. He was home in in Seattle, and we're doing the show. And then in the middle of it, like this man, like sneaks up behind him very quietly and puts a cup of coffee right next to his his computer, and then kind of sneaks off. And then I was like, "Who's that guy?" He's like, "Well, that was my dad." I was just like, "Did you ask for coffee?" And he was like, "No, we just." And I was I was like, "I want I want that. I want somebody." To basically know what I need, <laughs> but not really make a big show about it, but also respect the space. And I was trying to picture my dad doing that and it just never would happen. But, you know, my, my wife does that for me. And when she does it, I get mad at her. <laughs> like, Why? That's my thing. Because I feel like I don't deserve it. Not because she's annoying you, but no, because no, you don't no, feel like no, you've, no. It's you've just, earned that's, it. It's okay. my, like, it's don't, my, I get that. Like, don't do that. Okay, I get it. I understand Yeah, now. because I, okay. I feel that... Like even even thinking about that sort of stuff and that uh, just generosity or having someone do something for me, I just hate myself and all this stuff. Yeah, super um, dark. You don't feel worthy enough of having kind things done for you. Right, but I, but I also feel like I am coffee dead to my kids. So why I do mean, other I, people deserve it, but you don't deserve it? Yeah. Did your kids do something to earn it? No, they're just kids. Your kids didn't do anything to earn it. They just deserve your love. They're like just naturally worthy. But you are an ex you're a special exception to that, and you are not a worthy human being. I'm not a worthy human being. No, I, I have mm -hmm. this very hard time. I I I don't know what self forgiveness is. I have no idea what that is. People, I sure. hear that term thrown around a lot. And yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Just like I don't know what boundaries are, right? I mean, I'm just hmm. starting to kind of walk through the dark and feel my way around what those could possibly mean for sure. me in my life. Um, but I was so, I mean, when that when that happened, I mean, I it was so weird because, I mean, I felt my body temperature change. <laughs> <laughs> when I when you saw when I saw his dad and he told me it was his father that just gave him coffee and just the whole sort of interaction was something that was so foreign to me but so lovely and I was like you know this was and this is the was the the pitch for really good chips just like how do I get that how do I get that in my life in some capacity right so that was a pitch for really good chairs but now it's ended up on pretty, pretty good, chairs. good chairs yeah <laughs> exactly downgraded it. Yeah. 
Hi, just going to pop back in here. Uh, many 12-step programs hone in on the concept of self-seeking because it's one of the main defects of character that we must remove. Uh, I always thought self-seeking meant selfishness. But recently, I was told another definition. Self-seeking is actually a concept of how we judge people, positively or negatively. Consider the people you really admire, how you compliment them. Are you complimenting them because they possess a positive trait that you have? And then think about the people you trash all the time, like who you just constantly shit talk. Are you zeroing in on them because they represent what you hate about yourself? That's self-seeking. Sure. So I'm almost collecting both these people. Makes sense. So it's kind of like your resentments and... Just your ego both intersecting at once and not recognizing any of it, right? The whole time. But isn't Just, your ego also your resentments? Uh, well, come on. Now you're confusing everybody. Do you know shadow work, though? Do you understand uh, um, that concept? No. Okay. I think, like, the point is, honestly, for me, is realizing I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of a bitch, you know, like I kind of am like I'm I am not just like I'm saintly, but I'm also a bitch and I'm happy, yeah. but I'm also sad and I'm, you know, I'm all of it. And anyway, I think like that is shadow work, right? Which is our work is not to like get yeah. rid of these things or ask like God to take them away. Right. Like our work is to realize like we're humans and we're fucking messes right. and we're all of it. And we have to invite all these things in or they control us. I think about this specific thing all the time because I do think we think that transcendence of self is getting rid of. And I, and I think that, right? And I'm not saying it, this isn't just an AA thing. This isn't just like a character defect, you know, like right. this is we really do believe like in this idea of of just getting rid of the bad bits and like if like and, and transcending the bad bits in mm -hmm. order to attain some kind of level of like sainthood here on earth right like some sort of like and that's like that's so fucking puritanical it's so yeah. like it's so moralistic it's so yeah. like christian in so many ways but right. i had this conversation the other night with one of my good friends it was like this day where i was having a really hard day i had just mm. given a talk in boston it had gone extremely well and i like was and one thing had not gone right. And I was like blowing that up, you know, as we do. And um, I got home and I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And blah, blah, blah. My friend calls me and they were just like, I'm so sick of myself. I'm so sick of myself. And I am exhausted by myself. And I thought literally they were just like channeling what was happening in my head and calling me to tell me that they you know, like it felt like exactly the conversation I was having with myself I'm in this period of time where I'm figuring out the fuck I'm doing with my life there's just there's no definition there's just like being in it and um I am very very clear on like the places that I'm stuck and one of the places that I'm stuck is like in this space of just hold, like, finding the damn problem in everything. And I'm exhausted by it. And all of a sudden, it just, for whatever reason in that moment, as I'm thinking about my friend going through this, I have this, like, flash of insight that that part of me 
is like the part of me that has a knife is like the part of me that actually the part of me that's exhausting that finds the problem that's like the negative mind the whatever is actually like extremely valuable it's kept me alive it's protected me it's fierce it won't let go it's like a mm-hmm. fucking maniac and like a survivor and it's just like trying to protect me and it was just like an actual genuine love and compassion for an aspect of myself that exhausts the shit out of me and it just I don't even know like how to explain it but it it flipped everything I really think it is about finding those aspects and like collecting them and loving them and like because I don't think that I can move I don't think I can carry that to other people and be in service unless I'm right with myself in that way um I do think it's like helped me rearrange this like relationship with myself um like help me get in better relationship with self so that I can go and be in service I think it's how do you how do you be both like how do you how do you do both not just kill the ego how do you like love the ego make sense what what is your definition of service here? Is your service your job? What is service? Um, look, when I got sober, that was all I cared about. Right. I just wanted, I just, that was my prayer. Um, that was the thing that actually got me sober, which was just like, I would go to church and I would literally like get on my knees and just say like, just put me, like help me, help me not die. And like help uh-huh. me in service. And to me, then it was just like an offering, you know. Um, it was then a very like black and white thing. Like, how do I serve any other? Like, what is what is of the highest service to humanity? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the literal, like the literal thing, which was answering the phone, being there for people, giving of myself, giving of myself, giving of myself. I think service now is a little bit different. I think service is to me. Um, an extreme amount of I, 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 I kill I honestly just denied myself and killed myself so much that I couldn't actually serve I just took it to a very different level I think that that's like expecting to heal the world with like you know with like with a, a you know wounded blood I don't I don't know how else to say it and so when I think of service now I think of it as like how do how do I live my life in a way that um, brings more peace? I don't know how else to say it. It's just like this morning I was a dick on the phone with a hotel because they charged me twice for parking, and that's the kind of shit that just is like it's so underrated in its import. Like right. it's so underrated. And so I don't think service is this, like, is joining a collective or a movement, though it can be. I don't think service is, like, going to the park and cleaning up toxic sludge or, like, saving an animal, though it can be. I actually think it's just, like, this continuous rightness with self. Like, Bodhisattva, it's it's being a Bodhisattva, right? It's, like, dismantling all the hate and aggression and pain and whatever within the self so that you're actually not creating more sickness in the world. You want to know what a bitch I am? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I actually think it's really important. Like, if you meet me out in the real world, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm intensely private and awkward, um, but also consistently trying to um, not make people 
not at aggression and not at hate, you know? And like, I try really hard with, with like every single person I ever talked to, to like remind them of their humanity and remind me of my own. This was not that. Um, I got double charged for my parking. Um, I woke up this morning just fucking exhausted. Um, and I was going through and doing my like finances and I noticed it and then I called and they switched me to like three different people. Um, first it was a front desk and then it was parking and then it was the accounting department. I don't know. It was just like, I was aggressive. I was like, I was a fucking bitch. I was a C word. I was a C next Tuesday. I was just like, I paid at the parking stall and also like told them, I never went to the, I never asked the front desk for like a parking ticket. So why am I being, you know, it was that kind of shit. It was just unnecessary. And this is like, this is how sweet it was. Like, um, the accounting guy goes, what's your name? And I was like, Holly Whitaker. And he's, Oh, Miss Whitaker, I know you. Like, he knew me. And, like, he's like, how did your talk at the Boston Museum of Science go? I know. And I was like... (laughs) 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 I was like, it went really well. Thank you. And then he was like, oh, it's so great. I know I knew that name. And, okay, all right. Well, tell you what, we got it all taken care of. Do you need... And I was like, do you need me to send you my... um, do you need me to send you my my uh, statement so you know it's a double charge? She's like, no, 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 we got it. And then I was like, um, you know, I drank two bottles of water in the room and I didn't get charged for that. <laughs> and he's like, we're just going to wipe that clean. <laughs> All right, so it's going to take seven to ten business days. And I was like, that's just fine. Thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. But it was just like... In some ways, there's things I can't get away with anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like the universe is done with my shit in, right. in a very specific way. And this is one of those things. And that was yeah. a very, very real moment of it. So I think service is um, is not doing that. That's I think yeah. that like we do not. We do not actually think of like how important it is to make eye contact with people to remember humans are humans. Yeah, I had a similar experience. Um, I guess it was about a year ago. I was on this you know, active, you know what that is, which basically just like sends you like 5K running races like that you can basically be a part of and uh, you know, physical this fitness. This isn't like stuff. Fast and Furious races. This is like No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's Tokyo Drift. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no. But um, so I signed up for it when I first got sober. And then, you know, I it, it automatically deducted like the next year. So it was like $99 came out of my account. And it surprised me, right? So, you know, and I I emailed him and basically said, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer to get the heads up next time. Pay for it this year and and, and, and thank you, but I'd like to unsubscribe. Um, I didn't go through the formal process of doing that. I just figured whoever was on the other line would just like make a note and no more Fix AJ Delary to, right? So cut to the year after, $99 again. And boy, am I mad. So I <laughs> send a very, very strongly worded email to like this whole entire department and basically just say, you know, I went over this with you guys last year. I, I, I don't understand just like, you know, who's running this like that. And I, I said all caps, Jesus, right? Like <laughs> I'm really mad, right? Like I can't believe you did that. <laughs> Customer service person emails me back. Well, hello, Jesus. So, I mean, we have like, <laughs> they thought I was Do you signing. Think they thought your name was My Jesus? name was Jesus, yeah. Okay, all right. 
<laughs> well, and, then, and they were and they were just like they were so nice too. And they were just oh like, well, back to this thing, and just like you know, if you want to sign back up again, Jesus, like just like here I we mean, are. It just puts you in your place, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. It right. Like, yeah. It's just nothing like nothing like seeing yourself act like a fucking two year old yeah, yeah. because like you're throwing a tantrum over a credit card, you know, like a. $99, which is just like, you know, it's not like the service was bad. I mean, it was, there was no reason for me to act like that. It was just like this yeah. moment where I was just like, I can't believe they didn't fix this last year when I was nice about it. Now I need to get mad. <laughs> right? So this is like perfect because I like, so, you know, I can, you and I can both, right? Like from today, I can go, oh my God, I'm such a horrible person. And like get out, you know, my whip and start cracking it on my back and totally make myself feel horrible about it and say there's something wrong with me. I'm just a terrible, awful person, right? Or I can right. look at it and be extremely kind and be like, all right, well, we messed that one up. So we're going to try again next time and we're going to be a little bit better at it. Yeah. And we give, we forgive ourselves and we don't right. understand. I Like, I think that this is like such an important point because like... It is being so kind and forgiving with ourselves in those moments that we can be kind and forgiving with other people. And like, right. that, like otherwise, I think like if you go the other way, you're far more likely to go pull some Jesus shit, you know, in the, in yeah. the future, you yeah. know, and do some of that anyway. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's, I, but because I mean, that's the best part of meditating for me is just like I noticed that I no longer honk my horn. Instinctively, I, don't I no either. longer, I no longer like fly off like I used to. I have those yes. four extra seconds of pause, but I can catch myself now in those moments. And like that, yeah. I mean, the Jesus thing was kind of freaky, right? Because it's just like yeah. you know, here's this oh, person hey, calling me Jesus, yes, <laughs> and like, being very polite. When was this, by the way? About a year oh. and a half ago, I want to say. Oh, okay. Um, so that was the know. last time you were a shitty person. Was a year and a half. No, ago. no, it was just, but I. I definitely, like, I've never been a, I want to speak to the manager person. Because my father was just, like, the king of that. Like, always wanted mm -hmm. to speak to the manager. And always mm -hmm. wanted, you know, uh, the, the free desserts and get not get charged. And just, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, yes. he wanted, basically, that special treatment for being inconvenienced in the slightest way. Right? And... I, I've always been the opposite of that because you know, I waited tables and stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm big tipper and just like I overcompensate most of the time. So when I had this moment, I wouldn't have even recognized it because I think that the other person on the other end doesn't exist. I think I'm talking to a robot too, right? Which is sure. just like the weird part about email is I think I, I give myself kind of license to act more of a dick than I normally would. In these well, situations. Because, I mean, this is the problem with the internet. We've dehumanized each other. We, we yeah, actually totally. all think this way and act this way all the time. We never, we do stuff on the internet. We'd right. never do in real life. Well, that was the, th and that was the thing that I, I recognized that I didn't, I never took into account these sort of situations because I am so used to basically just firing off emails in whatever mood I'm in. Right? <laughs> you know, it's just, I, ha I, the all caps key is there for a reason. There's an explanation point. Yeah. There's like, you know, all the, here's, here's all this emotional kind of sure. just like, you know, kind of uh, arsenal that we can cut at our, at our disposal and do it over the top than we normally would. And that was a really good moment to basically show, okay, this is actually this part of me that I can vanquish right this second now that I'm aware of it. Now that I see exactly mm -hmm. what I sound like and now that someone is calling mm -hmm. me Jesus— because 
And, and the sweetest person, too. Like, I mean, just thinking. Are you telling me this is like the one time you've done this? And then you no, stop no, no, doing no, it? No, and you haven't re- done it in a year re- and a no. half? Okay. Because maybe you are Jesus if that's the case. I just started to see things as just not as big a deal and be like, you know, all right. Things get screwed up, just stuff. That's, I mean, I, I took on that attitude afterwards where it's just like, I can't be, I can't be that person and I'll let everybody else have a bad day, right? And that's it. Yeah. You know, I, think, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's the healthy way for me to kind of continue to exist, right? Um, totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Mm. So that's good. Um, that is good. So do you still hate yourself? I hope not. I had this conversation and I felt better. This is this is the the, the point of these sort of mini conversations. I found in recovery, it's it's harder to find people who you, you can relate to, and I need them in my life. Next time on Really Good Shares, Julian's dad. No, just kidding. We'll be back to our normal format next week when we have an episode about dogs, healing, and forgiveness. Really Good Shares is hosted by me, A.J. Delario, and we're produced by Julian Weller, Jackie Huntington, and Jessica Kreinchich, with production assistance from Lindsay Hoffman. Our theme music is usually Everything You'll Ever Need by Swamp Dog. In this episode, you heard Synthetic World, also by Swamp Dog. Swamp Dog's the best. Our executive producers are myself and Julian Weller. Special thanks to Mangesh Hatikater and Bethany Macaluso. And thanks to Holly Whitaker for helping us launch this pretty good show. If you liked what you heard here, check out thesmallbow.com. And that's bow as in bow and arrow. Uh, yeah. We'll be back next week with Dogs, Forgiveness, and Brett Favre's Dom. Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy-breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy-breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy-breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Boston Proper is for women who love distinctive style in styles that don't define them. Boston Proper designs are unique and made to fit flawlessly. Confident women wear Boston Proper as an expression of who they are with chic, polished styling and unforgettable looks that get noticed anytime, every day, and on any occasion. When you want that certain something in everything you wear, wear Boston Proper. Shop at bostonproper.com and wear it like no one else.